Welcome to the Conversations with Jesus podcast. I'm Johnny Lehman, a baptized man of God who has the amazing blessings of being a husband, father, and the pastor at Divine Savior Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. This podcast is designed to bring you the self-sacrificing love of Jesus found in the Bible through 15 to 20 minute episodes that focus on relevant life issues and what God has to say about them. Check out our website, DivineSaviorChurch.com, as well as our Facebook and Instagram pages if you'd like to find out more about the incredible things that God is doing through our church family. This week, we take the podcast on the road as I get to go to a conference in Palm Coast, Florida, where all the Wells pastors in our South Atlantic district of the United States are gathering to encourage each other and grow in the word. This week, we look at Abraham in Genesis 12, how God is all in to rescue us. Have you ever been a fence-sitter? So back in 8th grade, I had to choose which high school I would attend. And of course, as the confirmation kids know well, when you're 14, a decision like this can feel like literally life or death. This is going to dictate my friends, my future, my fun. My whole 8th grade year, I kept waffling back and forth until finally in the spring, my principal pulled me aside during recess and said, sitting on the fence can only ever get you one thing. Splinters. <laughs> Great dad joke, right? In other words, make a decision. Because sitting in indecision only adds more stress. We've all been there. Whether it's a significant life change or picking which brand of cereal you're going to buy, sitting on the fence hurts. We feel stuck, wanting to move forward, but hesitant to do so. Have you ever noticed that hesitancy in your spiritual life? You look where God seems to be directing your life path, and you'd rather sit on the splintering, stressful, spiritual fence instead of running with reckless abandon with God. You and I, we know the amazing life of faith the Lord has called us to, but we worry and fear what will happen if we let go and let God. What's holding you and me back from being all in in our walk with Jesus? The Lord has called all of us to follow him on a journey we could never anticipate. And the Old Testament believer Abram knew this full well. So Abram, he grew up in a place called Ur, about 200 miles southeast of modern-day Baghdad. And on the surface level, he seemed to have a privileged life. His family was loaded. Gold, silver, cattle, employees, they had it all. But not really. They didn't have the Lord. Like so many in Palm Beach County, their family didn't know what life is truly all about. It's not about having the 5,000 square foot house or millions of dollars. There's only one thing that will always last. Abram lived nearsighted, focusing on fame and fortune, when out of nowhere, the Lord enters his story and says to him, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Now imagine God coming to you and saying, all right, pack your bags, leave everything you've ever known, and go to a place you've never seen. How crazy would that be? Except 
it's really not as far-fetched as you might think. The Lord has called us in a similar way. He calls us to be all in with him, but that's easier said than done. Why is it that we struggle so much with setting aside everything and following God wholeheartedly? It's much deeper than having a split personality. It's the internal war in our hearts, right? You and I, as the sinners we are, have split allegiance. We like some parts of the Bible, but find others to be outlandish or simplistic or out of touch. We like some aspects of following Jesus, but the second we start hearing about being hated or shamed, ridiculed or ostracized, by nature, we methodically hop back on the spiritual fence. But on a deeper level, you and I in our sinful nature can't help but gravitate toward a coexist mentality, thinking that our sinful nature and the new person should just get along. The idea that there can be a compromise between what I want and what God wants. But there's one major flaw in that thinking. The sinful nature and the new person in Christ will never get along. You and I can't sit on the fence. The fence is where Abram was. He had heard the word of God through the voice of the Lord. Would he blindly follow? Would he be all in and letting God direct his life? Would he humbly submit to the only truth in the world? The only way to a close connection with God? The words that come from the mouth of the Lord? We live in a society that likes many ways to truth, not just one. We don't want to come across as exclusive or uninclusive. It's difficult for us to accept objectivity. We like choices. We like options. That's why social media explodes with posts like, Jesus is good for you. I have my own beliefs that are perfectly suited for me. Or Jesus has some great teaching, but I prefer Allah, Buddha, or simply science and philosophy. Do you see the root cause of such confused thoughts? Itself. We live in a self-directed culture because we are by nature self-driven sinners. We don't like black and white. We like gray. Deep down, we all know we only have a microscopic dosage of control over our lives, but it's hard for us to let go of that. We don't like submitting to someone else's will over our own. There is no possible compromise between the old self and our new self redeemed by Jesus. Salvation is black and white. You're either all in or you're all out. Jesus is the only way. And that's not being exclusive. That's speaking the truth in love. The Lord, as he's done since he walked in the Garden of Eden, he calls out to us through the gospel so he can rescue us from self, save us from ourselves. That winsome, compassionate word is what transformed Abram's world. And just look at these promises of God that he gives to Abram, each one more amazing than the next. I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. As the Lord's words hang in the desert air, Abram wastes no time. You know what the next verse says? So Abram went. (laughs) No questions, no fence-sitting. He leaves everything he has ever known to go to a place he had never seen. What led Abram to immediately pack his bags and head out? Did God give him some sort of a vision of the promised land? No. Did he let him look into the future at all of his descendants? Nope. Did he show him the wealth he would have? 
Nada. He gave him a promise. He gave him his word. Abram wasn't zapped into leaving by divine mind control. He followed because of the faith God had given him through his word. God made a promise and Abraham trusted. God has made promises to you too. Promises that changed your life forever. Before the first baby cried a breath, he made a promise to make you his own. He made a promise to literally move heaven and earth so he could call you daughter and son. Like Abram, he's made your name great too. And you know when he did that? The day you were baptized, when he promised you a new name, a new purpose, a new meaning for life. Your name became great because you became your heavenly father's child. And his promises to you didn't end there. He promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter how deep in the sinkhole of shame you find yourself, he promises to never be ashamed of you. He approaches you with the words of forgiveness you never could have thought the Lord would say. He promises there's a purpose in everything you endure. No pain is without meaning. All amazing promises. God's promises motivate us to be all in on the journey the Lord has purposefully placed us on. As we go into each unknown second of life, we walk in the confidence of Abram. Even if we have no idea where God will lead us, we're content to know that he's since since he's leading us wherever we may end up, it's right where we need to be. This leads us to be all in. This opens our eyes to the greatest promise the Lord ever kept. There's one promise he gives to Abram, and it's beyond bold. The Lord says that all nations on earth will be blessed through Abram. And can you imagine God saying to you that every one of the billions of people who have ever lived would be blessed through you? Do you know why it's true that all of us today have been blessed because of Abram, whose name would eventually be changed to Abraham? It's here we once again see the grand story of the Old Testament. It's here we see Jesus. We see the offspring of Eve come into an even clearer focus. Because Jesus would come from Abraham's family, all would be blessed. It had nothing to do with Abraham. But in God's grace, he chose his family to be the one through whom our Savior would be born. The Old Testament becomes the grand story of Abraham's family from here on out, leading to the Son of God himself and the tree of the cross, the shadow of which is cast over all of Scripture. The universal saving shade of the gospel, it's for all people. And I can't repeat that enough. Jesus is for all. God is all in in rescuing you, all in to love you, all in to forgive you, and in turn, we can't help but be all in for him. It's not being bigoted or exclusivistic to say that Jesus is the only way to heaven, that he is the only one who restores our relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's untrue to say that Jesus is only for some and not others. He is for all. It is not true for your heart and mind to condemn you and say Jesus might be for those people but not for you. He is. He has made a covenant with you, a one-sided promise to love you, forgive you, restore you, and resurrect you. You don't have a contract with God where you have to do this for him to do that. He does it all purely because your worth to him is priceless. He wouldn't have given his life for you if he didn't see you as worth it. You are more than worth it. You are everything to God. Jesus is all in for you. And when you know Jesus is all in for you, how can you and I not be all in for him? We see this live and in action with Abram. Abram gets up and he goes. No questions asked. 
Notice how we aren't told anything about his journey, no other details besides the two most essential moments of all, when he built altars to the Lord, publicly showing and telling the unbelieving world around him that the Lord is all in for them too. That's what Abram was doing when he called on the name of the Lord. See, the Lord has always wanted all people to run to him and live. Abraham was all in. And he wouldn't hold back in letting all the world know about the love of the Lord, even in a place where he knew no one and false religions were surrounding him. By faith, you have that same all-in-ness as Abram. By faith, you can't help but be a blessing to others. I love what the Lord says to Abram. Essentially, he says, because of the blessings I've given you, you will be a blessing. That's the existence of the Christian. You strive to be completely identified with Jesus. Because of his undying love for you, you become a blessing too. So what are ways you can build your own altars, quote-unquote, so when people see you, they see Jesus? By forgiving a coworker when they're late on an assignment? By hanging a cross in every room in your house? By being unafraid to mention church as a part of your weekend plans? By posting a Bible passage on Instagram? By making your snap story you singing your favorite hymn? Because you're all in, you want everyone who crosses your eyesight to see Jesus' cross through you, to see that he is all in for them too, to see what you see, a promised future of hope that only God can give. Jesus has always been all in for you. By faith, you're all in for him. All are in the in crowd of God's promises. And as a church family, we are all in for each other. And to go out and meet our family in Christ who may not know it yet, we jump off the fence Leave Satan stuck behind it and run into the grand future God has promised us. He'll never stop being all in for you. He'll never break his promises to you. He will always come through. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Never forget God's promises for you and live in the freedom you have knowing that God has promised a glorious future for you. God be with you as you live for him. Thank you.